Hi and welcome everyone to CRM Rocks. Today's episode will be about being a CRM consultant. With me today I have Salim Adamon. He is an IT consultant, solution architect, developer and entrepreneur with a particular interest for enterprise and business technology applications. For the past five years, he has been focusing on delivering client solutions based on Microsoft Dynamics CRM platform. He has participated in over 10 CRM implications for companies and industries, including banking, manufacturing, government, healthcare, and human resource management. He has occupied various roles, more recently CRM Solution Architect, CRM.NET Developer, Team Lead Business Analytics, Driving Customer Facing Activities, and Solution Developer. In 2014, he created SADAX, a professional service firm that delivers technology solutions based on the Microsoft Dynamics CRM platform to various clients in North America. Fluent in French and English, he is a great presence in the CRM communities. Online based of his CRM blog where he shares notes, techniques, design solutions from his experience and in the Montreal and Ottawa areas where he is a regular speaker for multiple user groups. At uh, salimadamoncrm.com you can find his blog. And he's a two times Microsoft MVP for Dynamics CRM. Welcome Salim. Hey, hi uh, Marcus. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? Very good. Yourself? I'm just fine. What is CRM to you? Well, it's a great question. Uh, to me, um, CRM is, is all about people, uh, organization, relationship, and how the technology brings them together. So basically, uh, um, you know, you have a bunch of people work, work for an organization and are in relationship with other people or other organization. And, and CRM is how you bring all these people together. How do you manage your relationship between all of those people? Is it more about the, the people than the technology for you? To me, it's, it is about, uh, more about the people than the technology. The technology always ends up being a, a tool to make the relationship better. Uh, so for me, one of the things that I always say to my clients or prospects is, at the end of the day, we want to put in place a system that makes a difference in people's day-to-day lives. And when I say that, it's not necessarily the people who are using the system, it might also be the people who are benefiting from the services that uh, the company is delivering to them. So I always think about it in, in, you know, it's always the client or the people first and how their relationship is managed as opposed to just the technology. If you take this as a consultant, then what, what, what does it mean to be a consultant for you? Uh, to me, being a consultant, and here we are going to be speaking, I guess, generally speaking, and not uh, specific to any area of consulting. Uh, from experience, I think being a consultant implies a lot of a lot of things. Uh, the most important being that you you have to have uh, uh, care about solving somebody's problem or bringing a solution to somebody. And so that implies, obviously, uh, you need to be an active listener. Always uh, listen to what your customers are saying, to what your clients are saying. Always have an attention to details because every uh, company has uh, processes that other companies also have. Uh, but they, all, they also have a few details that make them very different, very unique. And it's very important to have an attention to details uh, in order to bring them a solution that helps them uh, achieve their goals in the way that they're used to doing it, you know. So that's one of the things, too, that I see when I think about being a, a consultant. Um, there, there's uh, one, one other thing that I think is very key uh, when you're a consultant is uh, you need to, to gain uh, confidence from the client. So you need to establish some credibility. And uh, a good example of that is uh, how you... How you know your stuff, but also how you how confident you are in, in what you're doing. So I've had uh, a few experiences in my younger consulting days where 
you know, uh, uh, you go into a project and you're being sold as as an expert of something. When you really are trying to, you know, you're becoming a consultant, you're learning how to do things, you're learning technologies, and you're being sold there and, and thrown to the wolves as, as an expert, right? And so you get there and if you show that you're not confident in what you're doing because you're still learning, then the client also loses confidence in you and that creates a a, a difficult relationship uh, throughout time. So it's very important to be uh, confident enough uh, when you are a consultant. That's really, really key. Uh, I, also, uh, I also have a... Uh, you know the examples of being a good communicator, right? Because you need to be able to to explain in a simple way problems that are maybe complicated, and also explain in a simple way uh, solutions from from uh, problems that are complicated, right? So these are all things that are interesting as 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 a consultant to have. I find. Okay, so you started with a good listener, then yes. ability to build trust, and then. The ability or, or a good communicator. So, so being a good listener is it just about listener or remembering or do you use a technique or just write everything down that workshop notes stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, so being a good listener to me is uh, so. First of all, it's it's the focus while you're listening. So don't get distracted. Put your phone away. Uh, Turn off your email so that you don't have all these pop-ups coming up. Shut down your link. Make sure you avoid everything that's going to distract you and prevent you from uh, from listening to what it, everything that your client is saying, right? Because it's really important. And, and obviously, you want to take notes. Uh, now, everybody does it differently. I am personally a one-note addict. So I always have my computer with me or a tablet or, or some other device where I can have one note and able then take my notes in there. Um, and also I like to pay attention to the little details because I think, you know what, we don't know what we say. We say the devil, the devil is in the details. And, uh, I always like to pay attention to the details because in the end, uh, clients like to have their little subtle things that they mention to you. They like to see them appear in the application or appear in your design or back in your conversations. And, and so that those are, I guess, the tools that I use. Uh, one of the things that I also like to do in terms of active listening is uh, when I'm hearing something, I like to kind of repeat it in a different way, paraphrase it just to make sure I have the right understanding. And that usually is good for the client too. So they're 100% sure that their message came across to you. I like to use OneNote a lot too because it's quite open. You can write a little messy because meetings tend to be a little bit here, a little bit there, and then you go back and forth, and OneNote, yeah. OneNote really allowed that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And and the other thing with OneNote is uh, uh, you have the flexibility to um, to put the information where you want. So you can have your, you know, you can create a separate not- notebook for a client. You can have one single notebook for your company and have different tabs for your client. So it's it really you structure it the way you want and works for you. So that's that's really one of the things that I like for it. And it doesn't have to be super organized. Yeah, and then you can sort of write it clean and send it to the client when you have had your meeting to say, this is the note that we took. Um, do you agree with us? Exactly. The second one is perhaps a little bit more troublesome. Building trust and being confident. So... How is that? Yeah, it's uh, something that's really important as you walk into you walk into an engagement, and usually in phases prior to an engagement, that's where you need to establish trust. So it, it comes from a few different things, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I think the first thing is is competence. So do you know what you're doing? Do you know what you're talking about? Uh, how how competent and how you know, how good are you at, at what you're doing? I think that's one of the very important thing. So as you speak to a client, you need to come across as somebody who who is an expert at, at what it does. But not only that, uh, you also need to come across as someone who wants to listen to whatever problem uh, your, the client has and also wants to solve the issue. Right? And I think all those things together... Uh, 
really help to establish trust between a consultant and its its clients. Being an MVP is quite a good brand for you than to say, oh yeah, um, I have been out there, I am active in the community, I am sharing and and, and all that stuff. But so if I'm just being me, I'm a regular consultant doing CRM and I'm trying and I'm listening, but I don't really feel that mm, I have it. So is it like a personality thing or is it the way I dress or the way I talk back to them? I think there is definitely a a personality aspect to it. Uh, some people are more shy than others. Some people are more outspoken. Some people ask a lot of questions and have a lot of presence. Uh, I think uh, being a consultant or getting uh, good consulting habits is not necessarily a personality thing. I think it's something that can be learned on the field. Uh, when I take someone like like me, for example, or there are a lot of people that I work with who are uh, fairly shy in the re- in the normal life or not necessarily shy but very calm don't speak much are really uh, uh reserved kind of personalities but once you step into the consulting world uh you have to understand that uh, there is a certain way you need to come across uh, when you're speaking to your clients there are things that clients want to see and expect from you and you need to make sure they get those things when they're speaking to you right and so uh being being confident and getting trust is not easy and you don't learn it overnight. You know, it's a, a few things or I should say a lot of things that you learn over time and, and you apply, you put into practice. And then the third thing that you mentioned was communication. Yes. So how do you work with that? So it's a good question. And also in terms of communication, that's something that you some people are just naturally gifted. And so from the from the very beginning, consultant, consultants, they can step into a lot of different situations and, and be excellent communicators, uh, explain their thoughts very clearly uh, and, and really be great in terms of talking to people, right? And, and for some other people, it's a little more difficult. Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you an example for myself. I have a a background that's very technical. So I understand, you know, everything to the database level, the infrastructure, uh, you know, coding. I, I get all of those things. And sometimes you talk to people uh, most of the time, actually, when you're talking to people uh, about their business issues. A lot of a lot of these uh, people involved don't really know much about the technical side. So you have to explain things in a way that's not necessarily technical, and so that those people can also have the same understanding that you have. And uh, that is something that you learn over time. So how do I talk about this uh, technical database uh, relationship issue that is not easy um, to build? How do I talk about it to a, to a client that's completely uh, agnostic to that, that's more on a business side and not necessarily familiar with all of those technicalities, right? So how do I how do I simplify it and make sure it's explained in a way that's understandable? And so that is something you learn. I personally like to do a lot of parallels. So I'll, I'll talk about, you know, um, different things when I'm trying to explain technology. So I'm gonna, I'm going to say, uh, you know, I, the, these are the three solutions that I can bring to you. Uh, then I'll explain the solution a bit and then I'll say, uh, you know, one is the Ferrari, the other one is the BMW, and the other one is the Toyota. So now you can always understand there, there's one that's super fancy that does everything that you need and more, and it's also very expensive. Now there's the one that's basic, does everything you need, and if you want more, you need to pay for it, right? So it's all those kind of things that you learn uh, over time. So how do you speak to the client? How do you, what kind of examples you give them uh, to make sure they understand what you're trying to say? And over time, when you have a project, do you usually do like invite them to a workspace in like SharePoint or something? Or do you usually just send them emails or call them up? Uh, It depends on the clients, you know, uh, based on where you're working, the the client culture might be very, very different. 
So some people are very okay in having a, I like, I personally like to have a, a collaboration site where everybody puts their, so we put all the documents there. Everybody can see and review uh, what people are doing. We can see the progress. We can also manage the, uh, the tasks there, which is also something interesting. So I like to usually have a site where I share everything. Uh, depending on the client, sometimes it's not feasible. So you just make sure you send them a, a status after, you know, maybe it's weekly, maybe it's bi-weekly. It really depends on, on the client. So it can be that when the notes are ready, you don't send them, you send them the link to the workspace. Exactly. Is there a difference between being a consultant and being a CRM consultant? We have sort of slipped into that here, but... In your mind, is there a difference there? Uh, it's a good question. I think when you are a CRM consultant, and obviously I'm going to be speaking for myself and, and based on the experience that I've had over the, over the time, uh, I think for myself, uh, being a CRM consultant doesn't uh, exclude all of the general uh, consulting skills that we just talked about. But I think it includes uh, a few more attributes that you need to have if you want to be a good CRM consultant. So um, some of those attributes would be uh, you need to understand what CRM is and what XRM is. So what is what are those things? What is it that we're trying to do? How are we trying to put that in place for a client? You know, So you really need to understand the concepts there. What is CRM as an application? What are the different modules and all that? And so that brings me to, uh, to a second aspect of being a CRM consultant, which is I think there are two key aspects uh, when you're doing cons CRM consulting. And the first one is uh, you need to be someone who's able to understand, to really understand the business aspects of things. So you walk into a client, so let's say your client is a, um, maybe it's a, a cell phone service provider, right? So you really need to understand the business So how do they provide their services? How do they sell it? How do they uh, renew it? What's their uh, plant retention policies? You really have to get in there and understand the business side of things. And at the same time, you need to understand the technology. So in, our, in my case, or our case, I would say, uh, that your technology is dynamic CRM. So you really have to understand uh, and know your product. So knowing the product is important, knowing its strength, its limitation, where it's strong, where it's a little less stronger. And uh, once you have those, those two things in hands, I think it makes it really, um, it makes you a, a much better CRM consultant is where I want to go there. Uh, because you have both understanding. When somebody comes to you, uh, you, can, you can be very technical oriented. This is what we can and cannot do with the product. But what are your business requirements? So you now that I understand your business and I know exactly what the technology can and cannot do, these are the options that we have in order to give you a solution, in order to make your lives better and to make the lives of your customers better. And and perhaps to to say that oh this feature is already in the product or it's almost in the product. Or a third option, if you just tweak it a teeny tiny bit, it's in the product. So you don't have to develop something. You can just change a little bit and we can squeeze it into what's already there. Absolutely. That's a, that's a typical consideration as a, as a CRM consultant, right? Because uh, I think I was mentioning that at the beginning. So if you go to 10 different call centers, 100% certain they have processes that are exactly the same. Some of the things that they do are the same, right? So if they are the same, perhaps it's already in the application. So why not try and, and, and reuse what's there? So maybe your process is a little bit different, but how about that little bit of flexibility that's going to save you, um, you know, a lot of money developing and maintaining a system and also not really making a huge difference in terms of uh, your business process, right? So why not just go with something that's out of the box? And it's a, it's a typical conversation that, uh, that we have with clients. I agree. I think to, to that point, the one thing that I can mention is uh, sometimes you have to be a little bit creative. So clients are going to come to you with ideas and stuff that they want to do. When, and maybe it looks one way. But if you think about it more, maybe there's something that's slightly different, but that's already in the application and you can reuse. right? So it's the ability to uh, 
find simple solutions to problems that uh, are exposed as being very complicated, but maybe there's something simple to solve it. Okay, so has it ever happened to you that the client comes to you and say, oh, we need a workflow and we need it to do this and that, a very technical requirement, like we need it to do A, B, and C in that specific order, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. Uh, happens all the time, uh, especially in the in the context of, uh, of of moving data from from an old system, and people are moving into CRM. So, how do we bring all the data there, and what what functionality goes into CRM? So, sometimes a, a client is going to come to you and say, "Look, I have this uh, this system that manages all the all all the subscriptions and and all the all the payments and." Uh, now I want it to be in, in my CRM. Well, okay, uh, does that really make sense? Now you can look at it in, in different ways. Uh, there are easy ways to build that. There are ways that are more complicated. And sometimes it just doesn't make sense to bring some of some of the uh, the information inside of a CRM. So maybe we bring your client information and their, their billing information, address information, and maybe some of the other uh, information stays in a different system. And this is how easy it is to get there. Now, if you want to do something more complicated, uh, we can do the integration in CRM and it costs more. So it's always about, you know, finding that that line where uh, the client knows what should go in your CRM, what shouldn't, and how should it be built in your CRM? How expensive is it going to be? How long is it going to take to build and all that kind of stuff? Right? Is it hard for you to sometimes fee- um, find that balance to sort of, question the customer when they come with an already made solution and perhaps it's not the best fit for CRM and to then try to question them or lead them and or just say yes let's do that no I uh, I tend to so I, I have fairly strong opinions about stuff but I'm also very flexible so usually when uh when uh, clients come and, and usually what, what happens is they, they have a way of doing things and they want to keep doing things the way they're doing it. And uh, sometimes you see that there are easy way, easier ways to do things and you have to bring it up and you bring it up in a way that's not aggressive, but at the same time, that's convincing enough to try and push them to, to go with whatever it is you're proposing. Right. And so that comes with, uh, uh, that comes in a few different ways. Uh, I would say you, uh, you have to explain the benefits of what you're proposing, not only from a user experience or you know data management perspective, but also from uh, it could also be cost. Uh, there's a lot of different angles you can take uh, if you want to try and get to a certain direction, but you also have to be open to the fact that sometimes uh, clients are not going to want to change the way they do things, and they're going to be willing to you know maybe to invest more time or more money into some functionalities. And that's okay too, right? Because sometimes uh, there are actual reasons why uh, they can't or don't want to change some things. So I think it's important to show flexibility there. Yeah, it might be just fear of change or that they have learned CRM so much that they think they know a solution for it and they don't propose the um the question for you and the reasons why they just say we need this and that and perhaps you as a consultant has to say okay what is the goal that we are trying to achieve and perhaps there's another way to achieve that goal i completely agree i uh, agree 100 percent. there are cases where um actually it goes back to what we were saying earlier when it comes to establishing trust and and showing the client that you know what you're doing, right? Because once once you establish that, then when you try and contradict the client, even if your client has very strong opinions about stuff and is re- very sure of how they want their solution implemented, because you've established that trust and they know you're trying to help them solve a problem, they're more likely to listen to your suggestion than, than the other way around. Yeah, and and you're trying to get an angle so that it's not contradicting them, but you're just merely asking, okay, just for the case of it, what what is the goal that you're trying to achieve with, as I said, this workflow ABC? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so if you are a CRM consultant, then is it important for you to 
practice what you preach and have your own CRM system? Uh, it's a good question. I think it depends on your business. So myself, I'm a right now. I I, I recently created my my own company, and we provide uh, CRM consulting services, basically. And uh, uh, you know, we we have multiple CRM system, including a dynamic CRM. But uh, the usage that we have of it as of now is very light, uh, simply because we're not big enough to justify uh, investing the time to do some uh, some basic stuff that we do with our CRM now. We're using a different product to do uh, uh, timekeeping and, and invoicing because, as you are certainly aware, I mean, CRM is, is good at some things and a little less stronger at some other things. And... Uh, Timekeeping and invoicing is probably not the best area uh, for for dynamic CRM. So we use it for some purposes, client tracking and, and marketing automation. But that's about it for now. Yeah, was that the correct name that I tried to to say earlier? What's what's the name of the company again? Sadax Tech, Sadax Technology. All right, that's good. So everyone know that now. So, so if the customer comes to you and asks, then oh, how do you do it? So, do you try to like, yeah? How do you answer that? Uh, it's a good question. I think uh, what helps me is uh, a lot of my experience because I've I've, I've seen a lot of different things out there, uh, so I can talk about uh, some of the things that I've seen on the field uh, to other clients, as opposed to talking about my specific implementation of CRM. Uh, I think it's always ideal when you can talk about your own product. And actually, it's uh, even for ourselves, it's a little bit disappointing when you can't um, you can't name your own implementation as, as an example, right? Because uh, you take some pride in, into saying, hey, look, I'm selling you a product. And guess what? I'm also using it for myself. So it proves that I believe in the product. And I also think it's a good product, right? So, um, so I usually myself, I personally rely on my experience on, on the field. I think I've, I've seen enough to, uh, to be able to talk to some things and, and I've, I have a lot of partnerships with, uh, um, a lot of, uh, ISVs and vendors where, uh, if CRM is not very strong, for example, I was just talking about timekeeping and invoicing. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, applications out there to do that. So you can use, a uh, assistance PSA, for example, or you can use XRM1. There's a few out there that you can use to uh, um, to be better in terms of time timekeeping and stuff like that. So there's always options when you talk to clients, I think. Today's episode is sponsored by Nutshell, CRM for the modern software as a service ecosystem. Manage your business leads, contacts, and accounts integrated with Google Apps. Automatically import every email you send and receive. Nutshell comes with easy collaboration, maps, apps, and a responsive design page. They are everywhere you need to go. Try an instant demo or a 14 days trial at crmrocks.com slash nutshell. So how do you keep up with the news on dynamic CRM then? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I would say uh, being an MVP helps. Uh, we get access to um, a lot of things before general availability. So that's usually uh, a good thing because you know of the new functionalities. Uh, you also, most of the time, have a chance to try things out before they come out. So with the, um, all the, um, the preview programs, which uh, a lot of people can get access to, uh, you can download or try um, new, function, new functionalities, newer versions before they become available to the public. So that usually is, uh, I think, one of the good things. Uh, other than that, I have a lot of different ways to uh, to stay in touch. So the one thing that I do, and I think everybody should do it, is I have a, a Google Alert report. So every night uh, or every week, I get uh, an email with all the new uh, search results where Dynamic CRM has come up. So I can see all the new products that have come in. I can see all the announcements that are being made and, and things like that. Uh, but it's a it's a time investment because you have to spend time and and read those 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 emails and make sure you are aware of things that are happening. Uh, so I do that. I uh, also follow a lot of my um, MVPs uh, blogs, which is usually very helpful because 
uh, whenever a new product comes out or a new functionality comes out, if you haven't had time to, to test it, somebody is probably going to do it and publish an article on it. So it kind of gives you an idea of these are the new functionalities, these are how they can be used, and, and you basically have content there and you don't necessarily have to go in and try it again. Or if you, if you want to go and try it, then you have a guide on this is how to do it, right? So uh, there's plenty of ways to, to stay in touch with the technologies and to keep, to keep up with what's coming up, what's new and, and the new things that are changes. For me, I, I sometimes have trouble remembering things that I don't use on a daily basis myself. That if perhaps you have tried something and it was two months ago, the new features on security, the new features on products, the new features on, I don't know, customer support and, and stuff like that. How do you do it for like uh, remembering just just how things work? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, personally, uh, there's there's the aspect of, of the passion and, you know, always playing with the new technologies and the new features. Uh, but obviously, after a certain amount of times, if you work for a year on a project that only uses the marketing module, then chances are you're not going to be very fresh when it comes to uh, the services module, right? So uh, the one thing that I always like to do is... Uh, uh, I like to try things again. So when you are speaking, you speaking to a client, uh, you have to establish a relationship so that the client knows. Uh, sometimes you have to go back and look and try things and make sure it works and come back with a solution or come back with a few proposition. But I don't think there is a, I don't think there's an easy way to keep everything in mind. I actually, I don't think, I really don't think it's possible. When you think about it now. Um, CRM used to be really CRM with you know some core functionalities. Now, when you look at it now, you have um, a bunch of new functionalities that are coming in. We have we have the, um, the service modules that was uh, uh, completely I don't want to say revamped. But there was a lot of uh, of new things added to it. The entitlements, uh, the uh, uh, automatic case creation rules, uh, and think about it now. We have uh, parachute integration for knowledge management. You also have uh, MDM and social listening. So there's so many different components to the platform that you can't really uh, say that you know everything extremely well. I think there's always time where you need to go back and try things and make sure you remember the exact behavior and come back with a solution or proposition to your clients. So do you invest a lot of time per week to just freshen up on, on news? Like one, you you have like one hour, one day a week. Yeah, it's a good question too. I uh, I usually have about I usually try to keep about three hours over the weekend. So if I get up early on a Saturday or on Sunday, I'll just spend a few hours just reading reading the new technology stuff or uh, trying some of the new features that are there. And so that's usually just for my personal, uh, you know, learning and my personal will to stay up to date with the technology and uh, obviously when I don't have any client work to do I spend time writing blog posts or you know working on some some proof of concepts things that are that are that I am that I am personally interested in it seems like you're mostly at customers anyway so that yeah. tends to be on your your spare time or yeah, yeah, it has to be spare time, uh, especially right now. I mean, I've had the, fortunately, now it's actually the busy season when it comes to CRM. Everybody wants to get stuff done before the end of the summer. So uh, we're getting a lot of calls and there, I mean, the, the business is good. Can't complain about that. But at the same time, what makes your business successful is your ability to, to know uh, the latest and greatest, to know the new functionalities that come out and to be able to still provide even better solution based on, on, on the new features that come out. Right. So having too so much it's, to it's do is a good problem. Yeah, yeah. So how do you feel about taking certifications for a dynamic CRM? Uh-huh. Um, I'm conflicted. <laughs> I think... Um, As we all are. <laughs> exactly. It... Um, you know, when I, I used to work for uh, for Avanade, which is a big, uh, probably no, it's it's a big consulting firm, and they were bigger, big around CRM. 
and and in a context like a like a firm that you work for uh you know it's very good to have a certification i mean it's very good on your resume um and it just helps sell you, yourself as a as a CRM expert right but at the end of the day uh to me what has a good value is as you are learning for an exam are you preparing as you're preparing to pass or to try an exam uh if you are learning as you're doing it that's great and it's really an value because you're actually learning the new functionalities and it adds a big value right but um, if you know everything already and you're just quickly reading through material and then you go and, and pass a certification i don't really see the value i mean i get it from a paper perspective but i don't really i don't i don't do it anymore to be honest no so you're not a big favor of uh, saying uh, brain dump uh, uh, sites and just passing the exam to pass the exam i am not i don't i don't like it too much <laughs> so uh the, so when, if i'm gonna so I, the last time i took a certification exam was for the um deployment of crm 2013 i believe so it's uh, like a year and a half ago i think and uh, i actually learned a lot of things because I wasn't an expert when it comes to uh, deploying CRM, uh, especially when we talk about the ADFS and and all the complex infrastructure deployment model. So I actually was learning as, as I was preparing for my certification. But if if it was going to be simply a brain, a brain dump and you know you learn the questions and the answers and you go and you just drop it off there, then eh, I don't like that too much. Oh, that's good to hear. I, I'm I'm actually pleased with your answers and how because i'm i'm in a similar situation where we take exams sortly because we have to and sometimes because we want to and sometimes yeah we just skip some of them yeah yeah no completely and and you know what i i, I get it from a if you are a company and you want to be, you want to become a, a CRM gold partner or, you know, all these partnership levels, I understand it. Uh, the company is paying for it and all that. Uh, but I just, I just feel like the way uh, the exams are being prepared for is usually not the best because people already know and then it's, the brain, it's, it's a brain dump. So it's not very uh, useful in my opinion. Uh, but if you if you make sure that your people uh, you know have proper training, so you send them in a you know in a three day training session for a certification when a newer version of CRM comes out, then that makes more sense because they can learn all the newer features hands on, and then they can go and pass an exam. So they actually learn something and they pass an exam. I like that better. Yeah, I mean myself now. I mean I, it's it's my own company, so I kind of do what I want. For the time being and uh so i don't really go for the certification exams because my my sales model is a little bit different so i don't have to to show a resume with you know 10 certifications in, in order to prove that i know the technology right so it's a little bit different i get the other perspective i don't necessarily agree with it but i understand it you know so that that's fair to say that you're not a gold partner with microsoft then <laughs> it's very fair yeah okay so uh, how do you meet the customer for the first time then so perhaps more perhaps not like you you're an mvp perhaps people know you and contact you a bit more than other consultants so if you're called in say there are three other companies there and you're going to meet the customers for the first time what's important for you couple of things. The most important thing to me is to understand two things. Uh, you have to understand who is going to be at that meeting. So what are the names of these people and what is their roles? You know, you need to be at, at least generally aware of, of who is going to be there. And the uh, second thing is what the content of the meeting is going to be because you need to uh, you need to be prepared, right? So you need to know if there's preparation that you need to do. It is very key that you understand who is going to be in that meeting and what the topics are going to be about. So to me, those are really two important things. Now, obviously, uh, once you know who is going to be there, it helps you know uh, how, you know, what are you wearing that day? And, you know, 
what kind of game are you bringing? Are you coming more as a technical, as a business, uh, all that kind of stuff, right? So, uh, but I think the key is to understand who will be there and what the content will be. So if you know the content, you can sort of prepare if there's, oh, the customer service and like you, you have, you said just an example here before that what if you've been working with the marketing module and perhaps click dimensions for the last year and a half and you're like, whoa, the service module, how was that again? And and if it's the CEO, you bring the suit and you're more like business, business, how can you return on investment? If it's like the customer service themselves, it's more hands-on. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's one of the blessings of, of people who are fairly uh, hybrid and who can talk technical and who can also talk more business, right? Because you're basically wearing different hats. You can come in, you talk about, uh, you know, added value. This is the business case. This is why you should invest in a CRM. This is this is the difference that it's going to make in your company and in your day-to-day lives and in your revenues. And you can come in also with a completely different hat where you talk about, you know, you should have two servers here, one there. This is how your ADFS should be configured. This is how your CRM should be configured. Like, And, and it's, I think uh, to me, it's, a, it's, it's really a blessing to be able to be uh, functional in both technical and more business aspect of things. And CRM is a platform that really gives you the possibility to do that. Yeah, and CRM is is quite easy to to mock forums and say like, oh, what was the field that you said earlier that was important for you? And you just write it down and publish a, yeah. a new form for them to take a look on. Do you do that kind of demos for them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, all the time. Uh, I was uh, I actually did that a couple of weeks ago where we went to a client and we, uh, uh, they, they wanted to bring CRM in and they had a bunch of questions about how flexibility it is and what is it that we can and cannot do. So we just walked in and uh, we had a very small script. We wanted to be more of an interactive session. So we had a very small script. We came in and we told them, can you show us what you do today and what your application looks like? So they showed us and then we took notes. We opened up CRM and we, in a few minutes, we kind of brought a few of their functionalities directly to them, published. Hey, look, this is the contact form you were talking about. These are the relationships that you were talking about. And uh, the product demos extremely well, I find. Do you ever find a situation where the customers say, oh, well, oh, oh, it's done. You're done. Oh, okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> uh, you mean uh, you mean in a, in a good way or in a bad way? Perhaps I was thinking in a bad way that that they have a big picture and it's fairly complicated and you have just added an empty button on the ribbon for for them to, to click on and it does nothing. Yeah, I haven't really had... I, I think most of the time when we showed the product, people have been impressed. Uh, and to me, it's, it's, a ble- I, it's a bit of a blessing and a curse because... Uh, it's like uh, you know you you are you are buying a, a fancy new computer, but you don't know maybe uh, it's going to be complicated to get some software installed because it's not compatible or you know and and so people view it and and the demo is so well put in place that people thinks everything is going to be easy. Oh wow, you did that in a few minutes. Oh well, so. Why do you think? Why do you think the product the product is going to take me uh, eight months to be done? And so now you have to start explaining that yes, uh, you've seen how we can easily configure, but you also have to understand that there is you know business analysis that has to be done, there is potentially coding that has to be done, and integration and blah blah blah. And so uh, I think the blessing is the product looks really good, it demos really really well, but once it comes when it comes time to implement. There are limitations that a lot of us are aware of because that's what we do. But the clients, once they've seen uh, the ease to configure, they just think everything is that easy. So uh, that's more of the challenge that I've had. So it's the gap between the demo and the estimates. that usually that, that is usually a problem for me. So do you usually do like an agile approach where you do all the forms really quickly and then send them off and get feedback on that? Or how do you do that kind of product? 
Uh, it depends on the on the client. So some clients uh, have bigger budget and they have a bucket of hours for a full implementation end to end. So you can go into a a scrum mode, an agile development mode, where you show things on a regular basis. So I've done that. I'm actually doing that right now for a major client of mine. I've also uh, had a different model where uh, we come in with a, a roadmap, and so we say. Uh, Project phase one is going to be uh, forms and generic workflows and generic business process flows and no additional automation. So that's first phase, a short period of time, small budget. Once that is completed, it goes live. Phase two, add a little bit of automation, plugins, JavaScript, and stuff like that. Phase three, integration. So now we plug in SSIS packages or we plug in... Uh, additional plugins to talk to other systems and stuff like that. So I've done that also in the past. This is usually for clients who have uh, a need to see things evolving quickly, but also who don't have big buckets of money to spend at the same time. So they like to go in small buckets. And that usually is a model that uh, that works. Yeah, and, and it goes good with the saying that I usually say. It's like, think big and then start small. So Agreed. you have the the big picture and then you take like you said the first bucket that's the the quickest return on investment and the the least amount of work for for you as the consultant yeah yeah totally agree what about we have discussed crm here and it's a big product and stuff so how do you usually go with i don't know um the questions that you can't answer and you have to say like I don't know or how do you handle that uh, it's usually fairly easy to me uh, because at the very beginning I think uh, and we talked about that eh? once you create that relationship with the client uh, you also have to make sure they understand that uh, at times there are going to be stuff that you don't necessarily know or, you know, stuff that you need to go and verify. So I usually don't have an issue saying that either I, I'd have to double check or I don't know, or I can turn around to one of my my my, my teammates in the room and say, hey, uh, can you take that one? Because I don't have the answer, right? Or maybe I won't say it like that, but you usually, you know, if there's somebody who knows something more than you do, then that person can answer the question, right? So I think uh, part of part of being able to... to, to um, to say I don't know uh, also means that you have to be uh, resourceful, right? Because you can't just say I don't know, right? You have to uh, kind of say either somebody else knows and I'm asking that person now or I'll get back to you. So you have to be resourceful in many ways. Do you feel that we have uh, missed anything? No, I think we, we kind of covered a lot in terms of being a consultant and especially being a, a CRM consultant. Uh, the one thing that I that I was thinking about earlier that I maybe didn't mention is uh, as a as a CRM consultant, and when we talk about uh, uh, do you practice what you preach, and I talked about uh, uh, you know we talked about the bunch of thing communication and, and being a good consultant, uh, knowing the product and the limitation and all that. And I think uh, uh, one of the things that I didn't mention is uh, even uh, even me as as a consultant today, and I've been doing it for a while now. Uh, there's always this struggle be between uh, my own technical background when I talk to uh, business people. So when I'm in a business-oriented situation, and also uh, that struggle also comes in when you are designing, right? For for your design choices, if you have a very technical background, you've written tons of plugins, and you know maybe your approach is always to go to a plugin when something could be done with the business rule or with a workflow. And so the one thing that's interesting when it comes to CRM is regardless of your background, you need to be able to take a step back and really consider what the, uh, what the different functionalities and strengths of the applications are. And um, that's one of the things that, that I think is really key to bring the best value to a client. But it also is very difficult because you need to learn constantly the new features and the new functionalities of the technology to be able to come up with these recommendations and step out of your your, your usual ways. Right? So that's one of the things that I wanted to mention too that we didn't touch. Yeah, that's really good because perhaps back in CRM 4 or 
er, even earlier there was that perhaps was the only solution to open up Visual Studio, develop that plugin and make that work for the customers and today that's simply not true because you can just perhaps customize a as you said a business rule or a business process flow or whatever to to make that happen and perhaps make a lot less code or no code at all to make that happen yep agree where do i go when when i want to learn more about the things that we have talked about here well crm uh, especially in the context of microsoft dynamics CRM, we've got a lot of content on microsoft's uh, um, dynamics website so I think it's it's a it's a very good reference uh, when you want to really start from scratch and learn uh, everything about the technology. Um, so I usually go there and I usually send send my clients there because I find the content uh, with the new help help center service center and there's a bunch of different uh, sites there from, from Microsoft that are very very helpful. So uh, I usually send people there. Uh, it's usually a good point to start. Obviously, if you want to be more in touch with, you know, the Microsoft news and what's happening with the technology, uh, Microsoft has a, a CRM blog, actually, that they maintain. So uh, it's also a good reference to take a look at. So there's a few places to start. And obviously, as you go deeper, then uh, you've got books, you've got training sessions, you've got a bunch of experts out there. So there's uh, plenty of different uh, areas to go. And perhaps to to your own blog also, because you you seem to be blogging quite frequently. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't been uh, very uh, very active in the past month, but uh, I have a few uh, a few good articles coming up. Uh, SalimAdamonCRM.com. So that's my uh, that's my blog. Everybody's welcome to take a look. Oh, thank you for participation in CRM Rocks. Well, thank you, Marcus, and uh, I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, and thank to you who are listening. And don't forget that you can comment and subscribe. Uh, just search for CRM Rocks in your favorite podcasting app or go to CRMRocks.com. See you next time on CRM Rocks.